Welcome to the Crosswalk Church Podcast, Phoenix, Arizona. You know, parenting can be pretty complicated at times, can't it? Um, we, Julie and I, have five kids, and I can tell you there were times where we were really mystified about how best to raise our kids. There's, um, there's no specific user's guide with each one of our children. I'm sure there haven't been a uh, user's guide just uh, dumped on you for your children either. And, and isn't it interesting how each and every kid is unique? And their personality is so different, yet they're being raised in the same family. So what I wanted to do this morning, if anything, was try to boil what the scripture says, what, what God's parenting manual says down into really one simple point that has sort of three side points. And I'm going to tell you what those points are. First of all, Number one, and the, and the big theme of today is just this, lead your children. That's really what this verse is going to be telling us, lead your children. And I'll talk more about that in just a second. And, um, and there are three things that we need to lead our children to, and those are the three. I'll leave those a little bit of a mystery. We'll talk about those in just a second. But there are three things that I'm going to encourage you this morning on the basis of the scripture to lead your children to. Do you think parenting really matters? Some of us have worked pretty hard at being parents, and, and, and yet later on our kids might drift away or go off in a direction that, uh, that we never intended. Does, does parenting really matter? Well, there was an interesting interview. I don't know how many of you caught it. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald of the Arizona Cardinals, right before the Super Bowl, gave a very interesting interview about his interaction with his parents, and even something that he regretted that he didn't get to. I want to have our tech team show that, that interview this morning. And just pay attention, and as you're listening to this interview, and we'll come back to Proverbs 22.6, so keep your Bibles open, just ask yourself, how critical is parenting? See a couple of parents that believe deeply in leading their child? No question about it. Let's take a look at Proverbs 22.6, and then we'll dive in. Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. You know, it's so easy for us in today's world to get into following our children, isn't it? I mean, think about it. When they're toddlers, we're, we're behind them, making sure that they're not going to fall and bump their little head on the coffee table, right? And then they grow up, and uh, they get into Little League, and, uh, and they're playing a trumpet, and you're following them around to their music practices and to their Little League games. Pretty soon, your schedule gets pretty filled up with, with following your children, right? Even in high school, I was talking to a, a couple of parents just yesterday and here at ALA there's going to be a state championship game that's going to require parents if they want to see their kids play that game travel halfway across the state up to the Hopi reservation to be able to watch that state playoff game so easy for us to get into the habit of following 
our children. Now, that's not entirely a bad thing, is it? I mean, one of the ways that we indicate how much we love and value our kids is by following them around and giving them our time. But what happens when, because we're physically following them from place to place, we begin to also spiritually follow their lead? What happens when we let our children begin to set the tone in the house and instead of being the parents, the leaders in our family, we now become followers and the children drive the family. And that's really what we want to talk about this morning because I think that that's a big danger in our culture and our society today, not just today. It actually goes all the way back to the Bible days and it's always been a challenge because as we learn every time we baptize a child children are sinful too aren't they they have the same selfish pushes and desires that we have going on in our hearts and just like any of us given the opportunity our kids would love to be the emperors in our homes and so we have to be very careful about that and and make sure that we're following what god says when he says Train a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not turn from it. How important that is for us to be able to, to, to look at this and, and see exactly what it's saying. It's kind of interesting to just pay attention, first of all, to that little phrase, train a child. I want to focus in on that. The word train literally means to lead. If you could dig into the original language, it means sort of lead a child. And, and what's not translated fully here is there's a word there that, that means mouth. So literally in the Hebrew language, it's lead a child to the mouth of his way or of his path. Think about it as um, taking uh, someone you don't know to a trailhead up on South Mountain, right? And you want that person to get on the right path so that, so that once they're on that path, they can follow it, but they don't know exactly where the trailhead is. And so you lead them up to that trailhead. That's, that's really what's being said here. Make sure that your child, when, when you have that opportunity to parent them, is getting to the right trailhead, right trailhead for their path of life. Now, it's, it's pretty interesting Because that word mouth can also mean something else. It it can also mean the ultimate destination of the path. So another way to translate that would be lead your children to the very ultimate end of his path. I I like thinking about it that way too. Because as parents, and now I'm a parent, Julie and I are parents of kids who are already out the door. And... Has my job ended or am I still a parent? And many of you who have children who are out the door know that the parenting job does continue, that even though you lead them to the trailhead, yet there's still aspects of your work that are left undone and that you still need to be a dad, you still need to be a mom at times. So lead your children to the trailhead of the path that God has lined out for them, and even think about leading them to the ultimate destination of that path. I want to take you uh, to one of the passages that I put inside your crosswalk notes. Dig around inside your, um, your folder here and pull out this white half sheet. 
And let's make sure we're getting some of these uh, fill-ins filled in. Literally in this passage, train means to lead. We must be willing to lead our children, not just follow them. Before we get to this passage that I want us to read together, I think one of the most important things when it comes to the leadership of our children is for us to lead them to understand who they are and whose they are. Notice that the passage says, train a child. And that word child is so critically important. In fact, I I was wondering, just curious, how many times the word child is used in the Bible, or son or daughter. And I did a word search for it. There are a little over 1,100 chapters in the Bible. Do you know how many times the word child, children, son, or daughter is used? More times than there are chapters. Over 1,400 times those words are used in the Bible. References to a son, a daughter, a child, or children. Is that not amazing how much the Bible talks about this concept of children and parenting? And as the Bible talks through all of those things, one of the things that becomes abundantly clear is that we all need to understand, parents and children, whose children we are. One of the things that we have to lead our children to when we're training our children is to understand, first of all, these are my children. As parents, have we taken responsibility and said, you know what? I have been given these amazing blessings from God. And these children that God has given me, they they are my children to take care of. And I have to step up to that responsibility, right? Remember last weekend, and, and if you weren't here last weekend, you've been here before when children are baptized at this, at this fountain here. And one of the things that we always remind parents of is their spiritual responsibility to take care of their children that when through the sacrament of baptism, faith is planted in a child's heart. And that's an amazing miracle of the Holy Spirit working through that water and the word that accompanies it. That now that faith needs to be nurtured and grown from a little seedling into a strong tree and eventually into a mighty oak. And that happens as, as we parents take ownership And say, it's my job to make sure that these kids get into the word. Am I having those devotions that Katie was talking about earlier? Am I getting into the resources that are out there to help me be a great parent? And am I communicating to my child, hey, I'm excited that you are my child. Do we sometimes find ourselves maybe communicating, wow. Kid, do you know how expensive you are? And we start quoting all these statistics about how much it costs to get a kid through college. Or, or son, do you realize how much hassle it is for me to have to break off work to go to one of your games? See, the very first thing as a parent is we have to understand that our kids need to know, I think you're a blessing. From God, because that's what God's word says. And I am so happy that you are my child. 
But that's not where it ends. And baptism makes a great illustration of it. Because when we baptize children, yes, first of all, we, we look at the parents and we say to the parents, are you ready to step up and nurture your children in God's word and the means of grace? But we also do what else? Every time I look out at you, don't I? And I say, are you willing to stand alongside these parents? Are you ready to be a team to help these parents and these children so that as they grow up, they're going to have the spiritual leadership that they need? You see, it's not only that my child is my child, but my children are also our children. And that's why it's so important to be part of church life. I'll tell you from my personal experience that having Christian coaches coach my children and pray with my kids before their football games, having Christian teachers lead my children alongside of me, in other words, placing my children inside of Christian cocoons and teams that help me nurture them is so important. And I want to I want to just encourage all of you to think, when you have children, how can I get a team of Christ followers around my child so that when I'm not there, I know that there are other people giving them the same message about Christ and forgiveness and love and responsibility that I am. So secondly, these are our children. I bet you could already fill in the last one, couldn't you? These are God's children, aren't they? And while we take ownership of our kids, we also recognize that really all we're, all we're doing is managing our children for God. They're truly God's children. And isn't that why we, we bring them to baptism? And isn't that why we say that in this amazing sacrament, when the Holy Spirit comes into their hearts through the word and the water, that they're being adopted through that sacrament, into God's family, that that's an amazing moment for them. Now, let me say this. You and I both know, and we're going to be thinking about it many times, I would imagine during this message, there are no perfect parents. Even as I stand here preaching this message to you, there are moments of guilt and shame that come up in my mind. Moments in which I go, you know, I was not always this for my kids. I did not always give them that comfortable feeling that I thought that they were blessings. I did not always surround my kids with the right people. And I did not always, in every situation, sometimes in those stressful situations, I did not take a moment to step back and remind them, hey, don't worry, you are God's children. So let me say this to you. If you, like me, go through moments of shame and doubt and guilt because you are an imperfect parent like I was and am, then here's the very first thing that we all need to remember. As parents, we too are God's children. Even though we're guilty, even though we're sinful, 
God's love blankets that. His grace is over that. And if we want our children to know that they are God's children, it comes first of all to us to be reminded by that awesome gospel message that despite our sin, we are covered by the grace of God and we are God's children. And that is amazing. Take a look at 1 John 3, 1. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. And how we get to be children of God is by faith in Jesus Christ. Paul wrote this to the Galatians. I didn't put this in your crosswalk notes, but listen carefully. You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you were baptized into Christ and you've clothed yourselves with Christ. Clarity on our identity comes first. Who am I? Yes, by nature, I'm a sinner. But put all that away now. That's the past. By faith, by being in Jesus Christ, by his call, by his invitation, because Jesus called me into his world, I'm a forgiven sinner, and I'm a child of God. So here's your last fill-in in part one. A child's true identity, just like yours, is discovered in Jesus Christ. It is through faith in Jesus, because of what he did on the cross, because of his empty tomb, that we now, amazingly, as John says, can call ourselves the children of God. So, number one, remember how I said I was going to try to boil this down? Circle that word lead. I want you to be leaders for your children. That's the key point. But number, number one part of this is lead your children to understand their true identity. And the way you do that is make them know, hey, you're my child, and I'm so happy that you're my child. You are a blessing to me. Let them know you've got a whole group of other people who feel the same way I do, who love you. You're our child. And finally, most importantly, through Jesus Christ, you're God's child. Lead your children to understand their true identity. Notice the next part of that phrase from Proverbs 22 is lead your children in the way they should go. And I told you already that that literally means either to the mouth of his way or to the end of of his way. Now what do we mean or what does what does Solomon mean when he says train a child in the way he should go? Because that could mean a whole lot of things. And I want you to think about parents today and if you're a parent, some of the things that that you're doing to lead your child in the way he should go. And I think that we have a lot of concerns in today's world about the way our child should go. We invest, for example, a whole lot of time and effort in making sure that our child grows in his intelligence, don't we? Think about how much we, we agonize in today's world about choosing what school is our child going to go to, right? Because we want, we want to make sure that that child is going to get the best education, 
He's going to be prepared for high school and then after high school for college. And in today's rugged environment, we want to make sure that there's some glimmer of hope at the end of all of that. Maybe they'll find a job. Tough, isn't it? And so we focus a lot of effort on let's make sure that we build up this child's brains. And then we focus a lot of effort on helping make sure that our our children's talents get developed, don't we? And if we see a musical talent, we spend a lot of time taking our children to, to band practice and to individual practices. If we see an athletic talent, we're all over that. We want to develop that child. Maybe he's the next Larry Fitzgerald after all. Or she is. But do you think any of that is what the author was talking about when he said, train a child in the way he should go? And I think a very important question for us to ask ourselves is, comparatively, how much time and effort are we investing not in, our, not in our child's intelligence or our child's talents, but in our child's soul. Because ultimately, the child's soul is what will last for eternity. And we have to have that eternal mindset when we're thinking about the way he should go. Because if you're thinking about the end of the path... Instead of just the mouth of the path, I think where I want my children to go and where you want your children to go is to be with their Savior forever in heaven. And that's why it's so important for us to attend to and to pay attention to the way that they're going on, especially spiritually. And, and that requires for us to love our kids And to love our kids so that they are constantly led that way. I'm going to talk more about that in part three. Notice what Jesus says in Luke chapter 5 verses 27 and 28. Follow me, Jesus said to him. And this guy Levi, also known as Matthew, the writer of the very first gospel, he was a tax collector. Luke tells us that Levi got up, left everything and followed him what an important message for us as parents we may in leading our children along the right way be making the most major change in their life that you could ever imagine just like levi's life changed in an amazing way he left everything everything that his life was built upon and he followed jesus Isn't that what we're really after with our children when we say train a child up in the way he should go? Is to just simply convince them that the best thing in the world is to get up and leave everything else behind and follow Jesus. That's a big job. And it's going to take a lot of effort. But I'm convinced that we need to lead our children not only to understand their true identity, but their true purpose in life. And, and there can be many purposes based off of their intelligence, based off of their talents. But when you boil it all down, 
there's really only one purpose for all of us, children and parents. There's only one real reason that we're here. And that is to follow Jesus and to glorify God with our lives, to make whole rest of our life a thank offering to God for the salvation that he's granted us as a gift. So here's our second point this morning. Lead your children to understand their true purpose in life. Is it not an amazing thing? I know it is to me that God has given us a lifetime in which to express our thanks to God and to get his name out there and to share the gospel message with others. And and why do we do that? And why do we want our children to do that? Simple. It all goes back to that grace, doesn't it? That amazing thing that, that God adopted us to be his children by sending his son, Jesus. And that Jesus died on the cross and that he, that he rose from the grave and he, and he gave us true purpose in life to give glory to God. So lead your children to understand their true purpose. And here's our final point. The passage concludes this way. When he's old, he will not turn from it. Leading our children to understand their true identity and to understand their true purpose is going to naturally help them understand a third thing. And this one is also important. Our children need to know their true value. How do we get our children to understand their true value? Well, I can tell you from from many years of counseling experience that parents have a huge role to play in our in our kids understanding their true value. I've seen so many kids come past my office who are literally shaken because they don't know if they matter to anyone because they don't know if they matter to their mom and dad. This is a critical piece to the parenting task. Not only to help them understand their identity in Christ, their their very amazing purpose in life to glorify and thank God with their life, but to also understand and get you are an amazingly valuable person with an eternal soul. So how do we do that as parents? How, How do we show them that we value them? Three things, and I put three blanks in your crosswalk notes. Valuing our children requires... Loving hearts, first of all. It it really starts there. You can produce the next two without the loving heart, but that's going to be hypocrisy. And I can tell you one thing that kids have amazing radar on. They have amazing radar for hypocrisy. If the next two that I'm going to mention to you don't come from from a heart that truly feels love for your kids, that's drawing down on the love that the Savior first had for you, They're going to get that. So first, love your kids from from your heart. Secondly, loving words. Words are so powerful. And when, when we use ripping words, destructive words... Two weeks ago when we were talking about communication, we we talked about Ephesians chapter 4. And some of the things that Paul says in there, get rid of bitterness and rage and anger. 
Other parts of the Bible say stop biting and devouring each other. Sometimes in our families it becomes so easy to do that, doesn't it? Words are powerful. I read an article recently where a mom who, who believes completely in freedom of speech finally threw up her hands and said, All right, freedom of speech has its limits too. Because my kids, every time I tell them to do their homework, are saying, I can't. So what did she do? She outlawed the words, I can't, from her home. And she said, it had an amazingly powerful result. All of a sudden, when I outlawed the words, I can't, even though I believe in freedom of speech, my kids started doing their homework. Now, if outlawing certain words has power, What about thinking about positive words and positive language and and upbuilding words for our kids? Loving words have this amazing power. And finally, of course, loving actions. We as parents have to lead by example. My, My dad once in a while occasionally would say, Do as I say, don't do as I do. Anybody ever heard that one before? But amazingly, I found myself doing as my dad did, not as he said. Actions do speak louder than words when it comes to being a parent. And so we have to continue to think about loving hearts and words and actions as we demonstrate to our kids how much we value them. Now, this includes two things. It it includes affirmation, first of all. Do you think about affirming your child from time to time? Do you take time when you see them on the right track to say, hey, you, that is great. You are so on the right track here. Do you open your eyes to catch your kids doing something well and say, ah, that's so cool that you're doing that. Affirmation is so important. But so is correction. And gently and lovingly, when we see our children going off track, we have to step up and be honest and say the hard things and face the brutal facts with our kids and correct them. So whether it's hearts, words, or actions, both affirmation and correction are important. But here's where it all comes back to. Children, like so many others, aren't going to care how much we know. And and we're going to come at them with a lot of, hey, I've got a lot of experience in my life. But they're not going to care how much we know until they know how much we care. And that circles right back to that loving heart. Jesus care about kids? Did he value children? And did he lead them to understand how much he valued them? Oh, yeah. You know the time that the the disciples who were following Jesus tried to stop the little children from getting to him, don't you? And how Jesus stepped up and stopped them and said, I value these children so much. I put this passage in your crosswalk notes. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. 
And he took the children in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. So here's your third point. Lead your children to understand their true value. Just as Jesus values children, now you as parents also value your children. I want to come back to this. There are no perfect parents. And how important for us to know that Jesus values us too. You know what value Jesus put on you, don't you? He valued you and he valued me enough to send his own son in our place. What greater value could there be? And and I hope, on the one hand, that in some ways, this message today has simplified parenting a little bit. Because I know it can be complex. There are a lot of details to be taken care of as parents. But here's where I want you to come back to. The job of parenting is a job of leadership. And if you'll lead your children to know these three things, I think you're going to find that God will truly bless your family and bless your kids. Lead them to know their true identity in Christ. Lead them to know their God-given purpose in life to honor God with their lives and to thank God with their lives and lead them to know how valuable they are in Jesus' sight, that Jesus would gather them in too. But let me come back to this to conclude. When you mess up as parents, when you fail, because you all will, we all do, Don't forget that Jesus values you too. He gave his life for you. He went to the cross for you. And that amazing good news, that gospel is meant for you. Go to him. Go to him and say, I know I've messed up today in my parenting, Lord. But I also know that I have your love and your forgiveness. And know that it's there. And get reset and re-energized by God's grace to come back and parent for another day. Does parenting ever get old? Does parenting ever get tiring? Does parenting ever seem like, oh, this is a heavy burden? I can tell you, it's something only you and I can carry through the grace and the love and the gift of Jesus. So go there frequently and get that energy that only he has. Let's pray. Father in heaven, how grateful we are that you sent Jesus. And Lord, you are an amazing and perfect heavenly father, a holy heavenly father. Yet in your great love for us, you valued us enough to send your son Jesus for that. And let us just begin this prayer, Lord, by expressing our gratitude that you loved us that much and valued us that much. Lord, help us as parents to understand our simple purpose in life, to glorify you with our whole lives and to to share the wonderful good news with others and then help us to carry that purpose and give it to our children. Lord, help us to understand our true identity as parents, that we are your children through faith in Jesus Christ and help us carry that and give it to our children. Most of all, Lord, today we pray simply, Help us to be leaders in our homes and to lead our children 
rather than just simply follow them. We know that you can help us do that, Lord, and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Crosswalk Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at crosswalkphoenix.com.